I honestly haven't experienced a spring quite like this where I feel like there's more buzz happening than I've ever seen before a season kicks off like this. Right, the April 1st issue of Western Outdoor News is available now, and I'm here joined by Blake Warren and Ben Harvey-Murray to discuss what's in Western Outdoor News this week. So first of all, guys, let's start with the cover shot. Obviously, a beautiful salmon graces the cover of our April 1st issue. And what does that, what does that mean for anglers, that the fact that we see a salmon on the cover of Western Outdoor News this week? Well, it means that salmon season is actually opening up on April 2nd which wasn't always the case maybe about a month ago. People didn't know until they passed the salmon alternatives Mm -hmm. through the Pacific Fisheries Management Council. And we are a go for April 2nd from Point Conception North. So everybody's really excited about that. Private boats and sport fishers alike, they're pretty much booked up. Yeah, And they're hoping they have as good a start to the season as last year's, which was pretty incredible for the first two weeks yeah it was a good season and now we can't wait to see everybody's reports and uh if somebody were to go out there catch a salmon have a great story for us what should they do send it to editors at woenews.com yeah we want to see the photos we want to see you on the cover we want to we want to see all these great shots uh so that's our cover shot but uh there's some some big news hitting the whole industry here and that is with carb. So Blake's here to kind of break it down just a little bit for us and when, what this all means. I know it's generally been received as good news for the sport boat industry. Uh, break it down for us, Blake. Oh, I, like many others throughout the industry, have sacrificed countless hours trying to figure out what's going on with this. It's been a quite the whirlwind for your average layman to figure out. But mm-hmm. essentially, it's an emissions reduction proposal by the California Air and Resources Board, where in November, things looked pretty grim that we might lose up to half or more of our sport fishers taken out of the industry fleet Mm -hmm. in order to meet needs that and requirements that aren't yet feasible. But after about five months of going back and forth and over 23,000 anglers signing the petition, along with countless sport fishing associations, we've got them to actually hear us, including a meeting with the San Diego fleet not long before the final hearing this past week. Mm-hmm. And they heard our complaints and our serious concerns, concerns, yeah. whatnot. And they amended all the, or not all, but the majority of what they originally proposed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this, this is a little bit of a reprieve from the, uh, from the, restrictions that they were going to oppose on the sport boats yeah the originally drafted proposals are were pretty draconian Mm -hmm. according to most people so they basically gave us a proper timeline for compliance that's feasible okay which in most boat owners and landing managers everybody's pretty much on board with that yeah so it sounds like it's a it's a win it's hard to say that it's it's a win when it shouldn't have been fought in the first place but seems like it's uh it's a step in the right direction i guess in terms of uh in terms of the restrictions for sport boats 
yeah, I think huge credit should also go, also go to all of the people who um, week in, week out protested in various ways, signed petitions, shared all the posts on our website and Facebook pages, for example, and just put in a lot of hours in making sure that our voice was heard and they really made a big difference to there. So huge credit to the industry, to all those sport fishing boat owners, all those readers, all those sport fishermen out there, all the journalists, people like Blake who worked really hard and just making sure everyone knew about that story, mm-hmm. everyone knew what it would mean for the for the average guy um, which would have been, you know, a really dramatic increase in costs of boat fishing. Oh, yeah, it um, would have been. It would have sent shockwaves across the whole industry if yeah. this were to happen. And, and numerous boat sport fishing owners would have gone out of business, mm-hmm. which would have been no good for anybody. So, yeah, huge credit to the community as a whole, really, for, for helping make that change. Absolutely. And, and credit to the CARB itself, because they actually heard us, took the time to come meet with the San Diego fleet. They heard our pleas. They saw how it would affect real people. Mm-hmm. And they realized that this this wasn't while it's a, everybody would like to reduce emissions to zero, it it wasn't quite feasible by their originally drafted timeline. Got and now it. they gave us a timeline that people can actually strive towards reaching within a reasonable amount of time. Okay, all right. Well, hey, you know that's that's the carb update. We're gonna see how this develops as time goes on. I'm sure this isn't the end of talking about emissions or or CARB's involvement in the sport boat fleet, but hopefully it uh, it bought everybody a little bit of time. Uh, so going down the list here, we had a, a pretty gigantic uh, Juan Bass tournament last week. It was the Juan Bass Laughlin Open. You guys had heard about this on the podcast week after week, and it finally happened. It came to a head, and Justin Kerr took the win in Laughlin. It was an incredible tournament. The conditions were utterly perfect. I mean, we had wind going into the event that had to actually shut down practice. So everybody fishing in the event was on an even playing field. There were uh, there was no practice allowed leading up to the event. And sure enough, the weather window opened up. We had three full days of fishing and just absolute giant smallmouth. I honestly haven't seen any this big in my life. <laughs> we had some six pounders. It was It was ridiculous fishing. Yeah, wow, we love watching those live streams of those weigh-ins. That was really interesting. I heard it was a a really close finish as well. It was, yeah. So it it was, you know, one day, Klinger's in the lead by, you know, a landslide. And then the next day, Justin Kerr comes in with his day three stringer, 21.87 pounds. And that pushes him into first place with a combined weight across all three days of 66 pounds across three days of fishing with a five fish limit. So, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, the water was gin clear, which I, I said a million times, I hate that saying, gin clear. I don't even know why that was even uh, a token saying, but it, the water was so clear. We we're in 40 feet of water, and if you were to drop your sunglasses uh, to the bottom of the water, you would you would be able to see them with without <laughs> without the need to use your electronics. You can see everything so crystal clear water the wind conditions were just right it we couldn't have asked for a better tournament and they got a pretty nice prize package as well i was a little bit jealous about that yeah, yeah how about that justin kerr walked away with twelve thousand five hundred dollars cash and a bass cat bobcat with a mercury 150 a power pole a next gen lithium battery electronics a trolling motor and just the the works right they so not bad for a three-day tournament to show up and 
and win twelve thousand five hundred plus a bass cat boat and a mercury motor. Goodness, that's like a hundred thousand dollar payday then, really. For him. <laughs> it all adds up to quite a to quite a bit. Uh, but the uh, uh, the other fun part is that the AAA uh, Mike Daly he won at, with a combined weight of sixty one pounds. Uh, 61.8 pounds across all three days, and he walked away with $3,500, an Abu Garcia combo, Plano tackle box. I mean, he, he ended up getting hooked up too, and as a, as a AAA, you don't even need to bring your own boat. So tagging along, tagging along with pros for three days, and he walks away with a big payday and tons of swag. It was, uh, it was a great tournament for the pros and the AAAs alike. And I also believe that Mr. Kerr is the first to win three of our four open tournaments here at Juan Bass, right. having been a champion of the U.S., California at Clear Lake, and now the Laughlin Open. So yep. as long as he commits to the Arizona next year, he might be the first <laughs> to get the, the quartet yeah. there. All 4-1, I guess you could say. Is there such thing as a one-bass hall of fame? There should be. Yeah, there should already. be. One he, day. he sounds like he's up there one already. One day. Yeah, he would be up there, Absolutely. Uh, so that was our Juan Bass Laughlin Open. In a couple weeks here, we have the Juan Bass uh, Cal Open, April 13th through the 15th. That's at Clear Lake up in Northern California. So if you're interested in testing your luck and seeing where you place amongst uh, some of the biggest names in bass fishing, feel free to sign up. Visit wanbassevents.com. So looking over to a different type of tournament, we've talked about Juan Bass, but let's talk about one bat <laughs> i couldn't resist yeah we touched on this didn't we the other week the mm. the bat ray tournament the infamous saturday night bat fight yes so the the column or the feature rather about that is in this issue yes so anybody who's fascinated by bat ray tournaments and how they work <laughs> um <laughs> might might want to check that out yeah we talked about it last week who is it and uh, yeah, exactly. you can actually see it in the April 1st issue. You can see the photos and you can see uh, the bat ray that won Ben the Saturday night bat fight. So that, take a look at that in the April 1st issue. But you can also see uh, this bluefin. So right before the, the storm that we saw come in on Monday, uh, right before that storm, we saw the bluefin come out to play. And the Polaris Supreme reporting at least 94 bluefin, and 14 of them were in the 100 to 150 pound range. I mean, we're starting to see those bluefin, right, right, uh, Blake? Yeah, we're. It seems like we're seeing about three different grades: the 40 to 80, maybe a 60 to 100, and then that 100 to 200. Hasn't been a lot of the 200 pluses yet, but they're not, we know they're coming, mm-hmm. and it seems like they're finding them as close as 50 miles out Point Loma. So it's go time. Yep. April 1st is go time. Get get out there. Let's start seeing them. Yeah, that's good timing, actually, as I'm hosting the first one charter, or one of the first one charters of the year. We're doing a one and a half day out of uh, H&M Landing in San Diego mm-hmm. on the Diver Pacific. So we're going to head to one of the islands, I think, do some rock fishing, and then we're going to head further afield and see what's home. Yeah. So I'm excited. I think we've got, you know, we've got 20 people booked in. In fact, actually, they just had a slot come up. So if you're listening to this and it's before Friday, uh, Friday morning, give Dylan or Dylan a call or in the office or drop him an email at dylan at woenews.com get on that trip one slot left mm-hmm. so that's going to be really good as you know we just said starting to kick off now we're starting to see some interesting species pop up um you know some of those bigger bluefin and so on so i think this is going to be a really really good trip oh, weather yeah. looks perfect as well so lovely conditions yeah i mean we have we have so many charters coming up on the one charter list and this one is our second charter of the season we had the fury trip out of dana point last week and now we have the uh, or two weeks ago now and now we have the Daiwa Pacific on Friday. We have 
tons of giveaways that we have. We have our Plano uh, lure wrap. We've got hooks from Gamagatsu. We've got a $100 hook gift card going to the jackpot winner. So you know when you go on a wand charter, you're going to get hooked up with some uh, with some good gear. Yeah, the Rockfish Charter, so Rockfish Rumble next week as well. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really interesting. Right, yeah, that's a three-day Rockfish kind of shootout that we have. Yeah, we, so one after the other, our charters are getting started. So if you can visit wonews.com slash charters and come fishing with us. Let's see you out there on the water. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. So we've been talking about fishing, but hunting has uh, has a huge story this week uh, with our turkey hunters. They were greeted with ideal conditions for the spring opener in San Diego. And we've got in our latest cow guns and hunting issue, we've got some great images of the successful turkey hunts coming out of San Diego. So uh, tune into that in our April 1st issue of Western Outdoor News. And I've got to say, some of the best photos that I see come across our desk here are the uh, the turkey shots that we get. I mean, some of these are, are straight up art, <laughs> the way that they shoot some of these, uh, well, in more ways than one, shoot some of these turkey photos. They, they got a lot more ways to shoot a turkey than you do a half-pound dove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dove so shots the on turkeys, the... turkeys, you, you can elaborate. Yeah, it's funny how you see the dove on on tailgates, and then you see the turkeys just beautifully displayed on a on a felled tree, and it's the beautiful tr- trees and birds and all this nature, and then you see the dove shots on a tailgate. So let's get those creative photos and send them in to uh, to editors at wonews.com, and uh, you can end up in the next issue of Western Outdoor News. All right, guys. So anything else from the April 1st issue? Um, I know that there's something on, on page 17. It's actually, it's an insane story, and it's honestly so insane. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease it right here on the podcast, but page 17 of the April 1st issue of Western Outdoor News has a story that, honestly, we can't even talk about until the issue date of April 1st. We can't even talk about it. So turn to page 17 to see something that you probably have never seen before, probably in your whole life. Ben, have you ever seen anything like it? No. I've um, been writing, working about fishing for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Never seen anything as extraordinary as this. So make sure you check that out. It's a world's first. World first, page 17. Absolutely. Also, one thing in the issue, um, we kind of talked about this in the editorial, was how I think this season is going to be really good. And we've really seen some early signs in every single report, every single guide we've talked to have said that this season is going to be really good. We've had early reports of some really nice salmon. So that salmon opening is going to be fun. Lots of yellowtail around. So those, those offshore charters are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> some interesting surf species popping up. You know, this this week we've got lots of reports of big halibut, for example, uh, definitely triggered by those grunion runs to come in a little bit closer, get their easy meals in mm-hmm. um, before they spawn. And yeah, it's just looking really, really positive for the season ahead. Yeah. Lots of white sea bass from the surf too. Yeah, I noticed that too. A That's a really unusual. Yeah, it's really interesting. We actually we had a story about this, didn't we, a few weeks ago about how the hatchery um, has been working really hard the last few years to develop that that fishery, and how they have pens in I think several of the marinas down up and down Southern California, as well as in Catalina, and they've been releasing, you know, big white sea bass over the years. So clearly that has come to fruition, and we're seeing lots of reports of, you know, up to legal sized fish. I think the biggest or the best report we had this week was four around the legal size caught off the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really good going. And that's definitely, you know, picked up in the last few years. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I honestly haven't haven't experienced a spring quite like this where I feel like there's more buzz happening than I've ever seen before a season kicks off like this. I feel like something great is about to happen and this, this whole season is going to kick off and we're going to be 
in another legendary historic yeah. uh, historic season here. Well, hopefully it's going to be the uh, the uh, La Nino. El, if, I, if I got that right, I know there's some like La Nina. Uh, yeah, the, the good one, the warm one. Oh, the warm one. Yeah, yes. the warm one because it's too obvious. My Spanish isn't too good. Yeah. So it's going to be the warmer version of that. Um, hopefully kicking in at some point this year. Okay. So you know we've seen some early changes already out in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, some slightly warmer water temperatures in the last couple of years, which has definitely been on the cold side. So. Um, yeah, I think that could be a reason behind it. So we could be in for a good couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, things changing over, uh, we have been running a writing contest. And I just wanted to mention that because if you're listening to this podcast, you've literally only got about 48 hours <laughs> before the final due date of the, the third and final month of the Western Outdoor News writing contest. So if you've been holding on to those uh, to those stories that you've wanted to submit to us, Send them in before April 1st, and uh, and you will be entered to win a pair of Maui gyms and a fun collection of all sorts of prizes here at Western Outdoor News. To enter that, email editors at wonews.com with the subject line, writing contest. So we've seen a lot, a lot of uh, writing contest entries come in, right, Blake? What are some of your favorites so far? Well, I'm going to keep it close to the vest until we <laughs> announce our three winners over the... That's whole true. contest, but we're hoping that you guys that procrastinated in college and <laughs> waited to the last 24, 48 hours, crank a few more out. I just got one today, so we'll see if a couple more come in. Mm-hmm. Snake it pair of Maui gems from somebody else. Yeah, there you go. Enter that contest. Uh, all right. Anything else that we uh, we have to discuss for the April 1st issue of Western Outdoor News? I think that about covers it. Yeah, I think that's it. So big, big news is spring is here in Cobb, really. Mm-hmm. So Spring is here. Carb is yeah is at bay. Not as here. <laughs> Not as. It's just here. really nice to hear a lot of positive news this week, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's, it's really change. great to hear. There's that. no. Well, I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't uh, jinx it, but there's been no oil spills, no earthquakes, yeah. no <laughs> craziness. Yeah. We had a crazy little start to the year here with tsunamis and just absolute madness, and now we've we've seemed to turn a new leaf that it's positive news. And for the first time in two years, it doesn't seem that COVID is weighing down our. Yeah, our springs, which it has the last two, each of the last two years. That's true. I mean, we've gone to now we've gone to the Central Valley Sportsman Show. We've gone to these Laughlin, uh, the Laughlin Open. We've we've been out and about. We've had our charters, and uh, it seems to be thankfully uh, kind of an afterthought the whole uh, the whole COVID mess. So hopefully we we stick on that path and it remains behind us. So. Uh, all right, guys. I think you know what to do. Let's uh, let's see some of those photos. Everybody, get out there, get outside, and uh, and send your reports. Editors at wonews.com. 